0: Welcome to the Living a Naturally Healthy Life podcast with Delane ND, the podcast for people looking to correct chronic illnesses such as diabetes through lifestyle change. I'm Dr. Delane Vaughn. As a physician, I see many patients who are ill because of lifestyle decisions such as food choices. Typically, diseases such as diabetes are managed with pills or injections. This approach creates a vicious, expensive, and unhealthy cycle of medication and then more medication to address the negative side effects. As a physician, and a life coach I work with clients to resolve their diseases get off their medications and live a naturally healthy life if you don't like the healthcare system in America I recommend you use less of it by being naturally healthy so if you feel there has to be a better more natural way to live a healthy life you are in the right place Hello, and welcome back to the Living a Naturally Healthy Life with Delane MD podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Delane Vaughn. I am a board-certified family practitioner as well as a certified life and weight coach. And in my business, I help type 2 diabetics reverse their type 2 diabetes naturally, come off their meds, and then live a naturally healthy life. That's really what I'm passionate about, and that's kind of what this podcast is dedicated to. A lot of the things I talk about can be applied to other areas of health, but certainly primarily what I'm talking about is how to fix your type 2 diabetes and live that naturally healthy life. So let's get into it. Today, I am going to talk to you about pleasure, pleasure and food. First off, like let's talk about pleasure. What does that really mean? I know like it's a weird word. Like there's so many sexual connotations with pleasure, and that's not really what I'm talking about. I'm really more talking about the feeling of joy, right? The feeling of happy satisfaction or enjoyment to do something from a place of enjoyment or entertainment versus doing it out of necessity to um, do something that gives you a state of gratification or to be the source of delight or joy. That's really what we're talking here. There's no strange sexual thing going on. Yes, sex can be (laughs) pleasurable also, and we'll get to that. My mom's so excited to hear about that. I don't know if she'll listen to this one, but she always loves it when I talk about sex. We'll get to that briefly, but really what I'm talking about is the way that we as human beings get ourselves to the feeling of happy satisfaction or enjoyment. We, you know, glean this feeling of happy satisfaction or enjoyment, that we procure this happy satisfaction or enjoyment. That's really what I'm talking about. And unfortunately, the American way is to really do this with food, right? So we have unfortunately come to a point where food is the primary source of pleasure in our lives as Americans, right? I think this happens in other countries as well. Certainly what I see is in North America, this is what we're doing. We really wrap up So much of our pleasure with our food, and that we forget there are tons of other ways to bring pleasure into our life that has no unhealthy consequence. So, recognize there is a biologic, there is a science, a scientific development of pleasure that goes along from eating, right? When we eat foods, our brain releases dopamine. That dopamine causes us to feel good, it causes us to feel pleasure. So, that's real and biologic. Unfortunately, in America, in the Northern Hemisphere and in, in North America, this is the primary way that we go about developing our pleasure or procuring pleasure or producing pleasure in our life. And on top of that, we feel very much that we as Americans are entitled to this. Like we should seek out as much pleasure in our life as we can possibly get our hands on. And this is really where we get into trouble, right? So recognizing that the same foods that give us tons of pleasure, right? Like the foods that we eat that we get tons of pleasure in our brain, that biologic pleasure from are also the foods that we eat that cause us to be diabetic, right? So when you think about it, the foods that we're talking about are these processed foods, right? When we eat foods in their natural form versus we eat foods in a processed form, the processed foods release more d- dopamine into our brain than the foods in their natural form does, okay? So an example of this is strawberries and strawberry jelly, right? So strawberries in their natural form do give us a release of dopamine. They do give us a hit of dopamine into our brain. But strawberries in the form of jelly, once we've heated the strawberries up, we release this, the carbohydrate in the strawberry from the fiber that the fruit is bound to, right? The Carbohydrate component in most foods, like in natural foods, is going to be bound up to a fiber component. That's just how the earth makes food for us. When we heat that food, we release that fiber and we break it down, and then we just release that carbohydrate, and it just increases that simple sugar availability to us. So when we make a jelly, we heat up the fruit, we heat up the strawberries, there's the release of the fiber, there's the increase of the carbohydrate component, And then, of course, we get a higher release of dopamine into our brain when that carbohydrate component goes and binds up those mu receptors in our brain. These processed foods that are causing us to have this huge dopamine release are also the types of foods that we eat that cause us to be diabetic, right? So it's the foods that we're eating that cause us to have a huge surge of insulin released. And because we eat them all day long or we're drinking... A Frappichapa Bappuccino from Starbucks, right? Because we're drinking that, or because we're drinking sodas, or because we're drinking juices. In between those meals, we're having that prolonged spike of insulin over a long period. So it's a high concentration of insulin in our blood over a prolonged period of time. That's what has us develop type two diabetes, right? So these same foods that are giving us all this pleasure, this intense dopamine release into our brain, are also those foods that are causing us to be diabetic. And this is where we get into a pickle, right? This is where we're eating foods that make us sick. And because we in America and in North America have really tied our pleasure, our happiness, our joy in life or the majority of it to food, it becomes very, very difficult to make the lifestyle changes that you need to make. So you're not diabetic anymore, right? I'm asking you to stop eating those foods, go without pleasure. And it makes it very hard to stick to that kind of lifestyle change. So that's what I'm going to talk to you guys about today. What are other things we as human beings can do that give us pleasure but do not have any negative or unhealthy consequences that go along with it. So I've made a list and actually I've put this out on my Instagram feed. So if you want to go find me on Instagram at DelaneMD, you can get this. It's printed out. It's the picture that's there. You can just click on it. You can print it from your phone or however that works for you. But this is available out there. So... I've got 20 things here that I've listed out that I find give pleasure, right? That they produce pleasure into my life. These may all apply to you or may only a few apply to you. I am challenging you to go out there and figure out what it is that produces pleasure in your life that does not give you a negative health consequence, okay? So... That's my first challenge. And my second challenge to you is most people who have listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know that I really encourage people to make an eating plan, plan what you are going to eat for your day, the day before, and then you stick to the plan and you recognize that that plan comes from your primitive or your prefrontal cortex, not your primitive brain. And you can check out all the previous podcasts where I talk about that kind of stuff, but The prefrontal cortex is that part of your brain that does what's in your best interest. That is not just seeking out pleasure, avoiding pain, and looking to expend the least amount of energy possible, right? That's your primitive brain. Your prefrontal cortex wants to weigh the pros and the cons to each decision and make the decision that serves you best. And when you make a food plan from that part of your brain, that part of your brain that really wants to serve you best you're going to have a healthier eating plan. Suddenly you're going to say no to the pizza because you know it makes you sick with diabetes, makes your blood sugars through the roof, it makes you blind, it gives you a risk for heart disease, it gives you a risk for stroke, it gives you a risk for renal failure, kidney failure, ending up on dialysis, it causes your neuropathy. You're going to say no to that because that makes you sick. And instead, you're going to pick a chicken breast and a salad and those things that really serve your body, honor your body and your health. The same way you make a plan for your food I would very much encourage that you start making a plan for pleasurable things in your life, for these things that are pleasurable in your life that do not make you sick with consequences to your health that aren't in alignment with your goals, okay? So that's my challenge to you. And then the other thing I want you to recognize as we're going through this list because the processed foods release this very concentrated, artificially concentrated dopamine in our, into our brain, recognize that these things on this, this this list of 20 things may not give you as intense of a hit of pleasure as bread, as cereal, as Rice Krispie treats, as M&Ms, as cake, as ice cream. Recognize that all of those are artificially concentrated carbohydrates that go to your brain, bind up your mu receptors, and give you an intense release of dopamine into your brain so you feel really good. So without that artificial concentration, with these more natural ways of releasing dopamine into your brain so you get pleasure, you may not have as intense of a feeling of pleasure. Nothing's gone wrong. It sounds to me like you're a perfectly normal human being, This is okay. You just need to be aware of that. Okay. It's kind of like the heroin addict when they come off the heroin, right? They don't find something else, right? When they really go through the process of recovery and they're no longer addicted to a drug, they don't find something else. Not like they switch to cocaine, right? That gives them also an intense hit of dopamine. That's not how it works, right? They live their life and the highs Are maybe a little less high, but the lows are a little less low too. And that's kind of what we get at here. Okay. So let's start with a list. Number one on my list of things that give me pleasure in my life that do not have a negative consequence to my health is massage. Of course, it's the time of COVID. So I'm not able to get massages as frequently as I have in the past. And I'm really, really jonesing for one. But there was a time where I would go for a massage about once a week. It wasn't always an hour or an hour and a half long massage. Sometimes it was just a 20 or a 30 minute massage because that was all I could afford. But there is scientific evidence that massage decreases stress, decreases anxiety, and improves your health. And it's self care, right? So when I go for a massage, I know that that brings pleasure into my life. I know that I feel better when I get a massage. So Massage. There you go. That's one thing that you can do that brings pleasure into your life and does not have a negative consequence to your health. Another thing that I enjoy doing, um, painting. Other people find that painting, and really there's a number of creative endeavors on this list that kind of go, that do bring us pleasure into our life. So if you are, are artistically inclined You will find that many of these things you've experienced joy and pleasure in your life when you're engaging in these activities. So painting is one. Um, Pottery is another. My husband is so good to me. And one year he got me a potter's wheel because it's something that I really enjoyed doing when I was a kid. I enjoyed throwing pottery. I enjoyed making pottery and glazing it and all the creativity that goes into that. So my husband kindly got me a potter's wheel a few years ago. I very much enjoy that. I enjoy the feel of the clay. I enjoy that it's in the basement, which is really cool. And there's nothing like being in a warm summer's day, but downstairs in the basement and throwing some pottery... I enjoy doing it with our kids, right? So our kids think it's really cool and they come down and I help them and they learn how to do it and they're able to express themselves artistically. It's messy, so it kind of helps you let go of any inhibitions you might have about getting messy. Once we throw the pottery, we, we glaze ours. Not everybody glazes it like this first. Some people will... Put it through the kiln first and then glaze it afterwards and then put it through the kiln again. We don't do it that way because we don't have our own kiln, but that's beside the point. What is the point is that we have tons of pieces of glazed pottery throughout our house that we have made, that my family has made. And every time that we're walking through the house and we see this... We really get this, you know, my kids have a sense of pride. They want to show grandma and grandpa when they come over, look at what I made. When my daughter has sleepovers, her girlfriends want to go down and work on the potter's wheel. It's just a really fun thing that lots of people in the family really find joy and pleasure from. So Other creative endeavors um, that people look into woodworking, crocheting. I do, I don't do those, I don't do knitting, I don't do any of those, but I do paper quilling. And that's one thing. You know, my daughter and I this weekend, she was painting and I was paper quilling. And the entire time we like were just showing each other our project, you know. Oh mom, what do you think about what I've done here? And I was like, Oh, that's fabulous. It looks amazing. And she was like, Oh, look at what you're doing there with the paper, Mom. That's so cool looking. So A lot of times with these creative endeavors, you can enter into that state of flow. So the state of flow, I don't know, athletes talk about it. It's a positive psychology term that is known as being in the zone. It's a mental state where a person is performing an activity and you're kind of completely immersed in it. You're fully immersed in it. And it causes you to have this feeling of energy and enjoyment and you're fully involved And the process, really, that activity really becomes pleasurable for you, regardless of whether it's basketball or auto mechanics or paper quilling. And that's a lot of times what we find with these creative endeavors. So another example of something that will bring you pleasure that has nothing to do with food is achievement, right? So finishing a project, the human being loves to achieve. It's something we really seek out and we want to do, whether it's achievement in finishing a project, and graduating, whatever uh, educational program you're going through, whether it's exercising and achieving the goal of climb or of uh, running a marathon, all of these things trigger that achievement, the pleasure with achievement in our brain, right? Even something as simple as cleaning out your closet, right? That makes us feel good. Like we feel proud of ourselves when we look at a job well done. That's that achievement thing that brings pleasure into your life. So looking for things that you've started or projects you can start so that you can get to that point of achievement, you can bring pleasure into your life and it has nothing to do with food. Exercise is another example. Like I said, climbing... Um, rock climbing, that's something we do. I said exercise before, I thought rock climbing. We do rock climbing and I will say again, that achievement component, When you get to the top of a hard route, you uh, climbed it, you got through the crux move, which the crux move is the move that the (laughs) route setter makes to make it hard. So it kind of makes you grow and it makes you learn new skills. Of course, the indoor gems are set by uh, the route setters. But then, you know, you have these outdoor climbs where nature sets your route, of course. And there's this crux move that you really have to overcome some fear and you have to learn a new skill or a new hold and you get past that crux move and you get to the top. Yeah, you feel like a million bucks. It's totally pleasure that comes along with that. Same thing with marathoning. man. if you train for five, six months to complete a marathon, when you complete that marathon, you feel pleasure from that. You feel pride from that. There's all sorts of feel goods that come out of that. Another example is a relaxing bath. I love this as my source of pleasure because I get the... I get to use all of my senses, right? Like typically I use either bath salts or bubble baths, so I get this wonderful aroma. I will sit there and I'll put music on, so I get to hear something lovely. I get to feel the warm water on my skin. I get to light candles and see that. I get to, you know, it's dark in there. I just really enjoy the relaxing bath, and it works also with like a a warm shower, right? Because you get to engage a bunch of your d- different senses, not just one of them. And all of them get to enhance this pleasureful feeling that you get from that. Meditation is another example that I use to gain pleasure in my life, to bring pleasure that's not food-related into my life. Now, meditation is hard for some people. And I, you know, I've had a meditation practice now for a number of years, and every morning I get up and I meditate, and that's fine, But what I realized last week, just last week after years of doing this, that it can be used when you're having a hard time. Like you can use meditation to get yourself out of the agony or out of the discomfort that is mostly in your thoughts and into your body and really experience what's going on. So last week I had a headache. I don't know if I didn't drink the right amount of caffeine, too much, too little. I don't know. I don't know if I got a bad night's sleep. I'm not sure what it was. But I had a really bad headache when I came home from work. And so initially, of course, my brain offers me because my brain is like everybody else's brain. It still offers food to solve this, right? And I knew that that wasn't really gonna be what I was gonna do. So I was like, well, what else could I do? So I went up and I laid down on my bed and I put on the meditation app and I did a 10-minute meditation. And what I really focused on was getting out of my head where the pain was and feeling what was below my neck and in my body, what was going on. And what I realized was that most of my body felt really good. Part of it was the cool fan air blowing on me, but part of it was that the majority of my discomfort was in my brain, and then there was a little bit in my chest. But outside of that, my stomach felt good, my legs felt good, my arms felt good. I really had pleasant sensations throughout my body. And it was very, very nice to take that that 10 minutes And get out of my head and realize that it wasn't really as bad as my experience was while I was just focusing on that headache. Definitely pleasure comes from that. Others other examples, listening to music, dancing. I know at our house we do dance parties, each kid gets to pick one or two songs and everybody dances. Now here's the funny thing about music and dancing. You have to like it, right? Like I know that the people who watch me and my family dance like this, like the neighbors that might walk by, or sometimes my husband walks through and just rolls his eyes at us, we're ridiculous. We're borderline obnoxious when we're having dance parties, but it's a blast for us. We, all of us who experience, who like participate in the dance parties, we're having a blast. We're, having, we're creating pleasure and joy in our life in that time. Other examples, building connected relationships, right? The time that I spent painting with my daughter while I was doing paper quilting was a time that we got to talk and really bounce ideas off each other. Same thing when you're building a connected relationship with your spouse or with close friends or family. Another example is when I play football with my boys, right? Like I don't run, I'm always a quarterback, but it's so much fun and I get to feel connected to my children and that brings pleasure into me, into my body, Um, Another example of a way that you can bring pleasure into your day without having any negative health consequences with it Wearing things that are reserved for special times, right? So wearing, for ladies, it's wearing pretty clothes. For men, I'm pretty sure putting a suit on does not give you any pleasure. But if it does, man, knock it out. For men, it's probably wearing those um, horrible sweatpants that their wives are like, yeah, don't be caught dead in those. Or putting on a nice pair of shorts or something that's comfortable for you. But wearing something that makes you feel special, that's not uncomfortable. So many times we get wrapped up in this idea that we're just in too big of a hurry or that I know I did this at work, right? Like I didn't want to wear my nice clothes to work because when I wore those to work, they would get germs on them. Or when I was working, you know, I was an ER nurse for years. When I was working in the ER, you had to wear scrubs. You couldn't wear nice clothes there because you might get puked on or blood on or God forbid and peed on. You know what I mean? Like this is a reality. As an inpatient hospital's doctor, it was the same thing, right? Like I didn't want to wear nice clothes to work. And then I just got in this habit of constantly wearing grubby clothes. Whereas when I put on nice clothes and I feel like I look attractive and my clothes fit me well and they, they like hug the right parts and they don't enhance the wrong parts. I feel special. I also get to wear like nice jewelry when I dress like that. You can't wear nice jewelry when you're wearing scrubs all day long, right? So wearing clothes when you can, that you feel pretty in, that you feel attractive in, that you feel are special, that can bring about some pleasure into your life, right? Gardening's another example, getting in touch with the earth, getting the earth on your hands, the smell of it building, you know, doing something like creating a garden, making your own food, growing a flower, all of those things, lots of people will find pleasure. That will bring pleasure into their life. Another example is decorating your home or your living space, right? Like so many times we find that either people buy us picture frames and we just never get them put up or they buy us wall hangings and we never get them put up because we just don't take the time to do it. Instead of spending the time eating food, you spend the time creating a living space that you find to be enjoyable, that you can find pleasure from. Spending time doing an activity with a loved one, a spouse, a child, a parent, a grandparent. You know, building those connected, that's part of building those connected relationships, right? Uh, Planning a vacation. Now this isn't like, oh gosh, suddenly I have to spend three grand on a, you know, all-inclusive resort or five grand on an all-inclusive resort so that I can have some pleasure. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking a vacation that you already have planned Spending some time actually thinking about what that's going to be like. There's so much evidence out there in psychological and sociological... Research that says the act of anticipation is as pleasure bringing and pleasure building as the act of doing. So, spending some time in that anticipation of an upcoming event, an upcoming vacation, will bring pleasure into your life. And it has nothing to do with food, right? So, here it is. I told you guys it was coming. Mom, here it comes. Having sex. <laughs> Having sex will definitely bring pleasure into your life, right? Like, that's like the kind of weird pleasure when people think. A pleasure, or they think it's sexual. And the definition certainly isn't sexual, but certainly there is pleasure associated with having sex. And it doesn't even have to be just having sex, it could be just having an intimate moment with your significant other, with your person, with that person that shares your life with you. That brings pleasure into your life, and it has nothing to do with food. I already talked about a warm shower. Giving yourself the time to read a book for enjoyment. This is not a work document you're reading. This is not a contract you're reviewing. This is not educational material you're getting taken care of. This is sitting down, giving yourself 30 minutes or 60 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever it might look like to read something that you enjoy just for entertainment. That, again, it produces pleasure in your life. It brings pleasure to your life and it has nothing to to do with food. And lastly... I can't believe how long it took me. I mean, I did one through 19 before I thought of this, but number 20 on my list of things that you can do to bring pleasure into your life that has nothing to do with food is spending time with a beloved pet. That's why we get pets, right? We get pets so that we can have some enjoyment brought to our life, right? But for me, and I can remember even as a child, I would pet my dogs. I've always had labs, and I would pet their ears. Their ears, this fur on the lab's ear is so soft, I don't know what it is, and they're floppy. And I would just pet my dog's ears. And now I still have labs. And I'll tell you, my, we have two labs currently, and one is older and one's younger. Our older lab is hands down the best dog I've ever had. She speaks English. I know she understands English. My husband, I'm, I'm like one or two of these kinds of statements away from being committed somewhere (laughs) from my husband. But this dog, we all, we call her the OGD. She's the original good dog. She is a fabulous dog and she is so special to me. And I do though, I'll just pet her. I'll pet her ears and then I'll pet her at paws because the pads of her feet are so soft. There's this tactile sensation. There's her loving up against me. There's feelings of love coming from me all of it is incredibly pleasurable. There brings There's pleasure brought into my life from doing that with my dog. Another example with your pets is playing fetch or playing like with a cat. You know, having your cat chase, don't blind your cat with a laser pointer. That's not what I'm saying. But having your cat chase one of those laser pointers, it's hysterical. You get to laugh. Again, it brings pleasure into your life. So these are all different ways that you can work on bringing pleasure into your life. But remember, we've spent decades in our lives deriving pleasure from foods because deriving pleasure from foods is available so easily and it's also very intense pleasure that that's just been the practice that we've gotten into but recognizing there are so many other ways in our lives to derive pleasure without eating foods that make us sick So in the same way, again, that I've encouraged you to make a food plan every day, you should also start making a pleasure plan every day. The funny part about this, the kick in the teeth about all of this is when you make that plan and it's time to do the plan, you're not gonna wanna do the pleasure plan. How funny is that? How funny is that that that's how our brain works? But mark my words, you won't wanna do it. I want you to do it anyway because you will continue to practice that skill of doing what you say you're going to do the same way you would do with your food, but you will also experience some pleasure from it. How much easier is it to make these lifestyle changes, make them lasting, to commit to them and to make them last the rest of your life if there's pleasure in your life still? So I'm challenging you to try some of these non-food ways of increasing the pleasure in your life. See how it goes. Recognize that not all of the things on my list are going to be pleasurable to you. They don't bring pleasure to everyone. If you don't like animals, spending time with a pet is not going to be the way of bringing any pleasure into your life, but maybe decorating your home well. So keep trying different things until you find that thing that brings pleasure in your life and then start doing it as a part of living your naturally healthy life because that's the point, right? So I want you to try it out. I will be back next week. I hope you have a great week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Also, leave me a review. If you want to resolve your diabetes naturally without any pills or injections, I can help you. Visit DelaineMD.com for more information. Click on the Work With Me tab, send me a message, and we can set up a mini coaching session. You guys have a great week. I'll talk to you soon.